Broadcasting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to health care. Hello, this is Dr. Jim Morrow, and I'm tickled that you would join us for another episode of To Your Health. I am with Mara Family Medicine, which as of January 1st, 2021, is a member of the Village Medical Group. I'm very excited to let people know that I have joined with Village Medical, which is a nationwide group of mainly primary care docs whose goal is, uh, much as mine has been for 35 years, which is to provide the best care possible for as many as possible in uh, as acute a period of time as far as their needs go, and also in as financially, fiscally responsible a period of a, a, an episode and a visit as you could have. So I'm very excited about this. It's very new to us. The practice is going through a great deal of change. This week, we're changing out all our computers and servers and, and everything. And we have uh, been going through electronic record training and so forth. And by Tuesday of next week, we're up and going and running and hitting it hard. And we're just very excited for this new opportunity with Village Medical. I was talking about producer John Ray, who has coffee and I don't. That's not nice. I've John, got, how are you? I've got tea for my throat. If, oh, I, I, tea for your throat. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had the crud lately, not not COVID, we I, we don't think, but the crud. So <laughs> I'm waiting well, for my respiratory infections until proven otherwise are COVID. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I figured that out when I went in when I went in to get it all worked on. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, but John is there in his home studio, and I'm here in Milton, Georgia, today in my office studio. And again, we do appreciate everybody joining us. I want to give you a little bit of a very brief COVID update. I'm not going to talk a lot about COVID today, but the, the best thing that's happened since this virus emerged is the vaccines are out. They are available. People are getting vaccinated. They are not getting vaccinated at the frequency they need to be, but they're getting vaccinated. We're going to get this thing done. Uh, and, and I'm real happy that nobody that I've ever heard of yet has had any kind of significant reaction to the vaccine. I've had my first one. I get my second one next Tuesday. I couldn't tell I had the first one. It was basically a non-event for me, and I think it is for most people. So please, if you get an opportunity to get a a coronavirus vaccine, I want you to do that at your first opportunity. But in talking to uh, John, I I told him I wanted to talk about the vaccine and why, after the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. And this is something that's very difficult for some people to understand. People are accustomed to getting a polio vaccine and realizing that from then on, you don't have to worry about polio or getting a pneumococcal vaccine or pneumonia vaccine, and you don't have to worry about that infection and so forth. And it's just not quite that simple because with all these other vaccines, we have years and years and years of experience. And with the coronavirus vaccine, we have a few weeks of experience. And so what we don't know right now is that when you get the vaccine, can you still get infected, be asymptomatic, and spread the virus? And obviously, it's an important thing to know. It's very important to know, and we're not going to know that for a while. So get your COVID-19 vaccine. 
but realize that after that vaccine, you still need to wear a mask. You still need to distance. You still need to do all the things that are smart until we have more information. So I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. This vaccine is here. I'm very excited about that, but this is not yet the end of the pandemic. It's the beginning of the end of the pandemic. So it's a new year. It's no longer 2020. I don't know that 2021 is going to be 2020's bigger, badder brother, but it's going to be something It's going to be different. It's going to be an experience and we're all going to go through it together. But it's the time of year when people start talking about their resolutions. They probably have, I think, on the average, what, John, three or four more weeks before they start breaking their resolutions and then they're pretty much toast. But for right now, people are still thinking about resolutions. So it's uh, it's a good thing to talk about. It's my first podcast of the new year, and I wanted to talk about some of the smarter, better, more reasonable New Year's resolutions. So one I want to talk about is about your diet. Now, I'm not going to sit here and talk about dieting because I've done that. <clears throat> I've done it many times. I've talked about it. I've done the diet. I'm sick to death of diets. I hate my weight. I'm not going to get into that. I guess I already did, but I'm not going to get into it anymore. But when it comes to eating better, eat more whole foods. Now, in talking to people in the exam room every day about nutrition, I'll tell them very frequently that the best thing they can do is to shop the perimeter of the grocery store. If you stay out of the aisles in the grocery store, you can pretty much stay out of trouble because they keep the Oreos in the aisles. They don't put Oreos in the perimeter of the grocery store. So you can't get Oreos if you shop the perimeter. But you can eat, you can get the whole foods, the vegetables, fruits, nuts, grains, fish, meat, chicken, all these kinds of things that don't have a lot of added things to them. So you can you can find those in the perimeter of the grocery store and you can be a lot healthier. Research shows that following a whole foods based diet, like I'm describing, can significantly reduce your heart disease risk, reduce your weight, reduce your blood sugar levels reduce the bad things in your mouth, the inflammatory agents, sugar is such a huge inflammatory agent. And you know where they find sugar? You find sugar in the aisles in the grocery store, not on the perimeter. So that's my suggestion first. If you're going to try to eat better, eat more whole foods, stay out of the aisles in the grocery store, and I think you'll find that you do better. Another one is sit less, move more. I've heard the phrase enough to be tired of hearing it, that sitting is the new smoking. Well, I can certainly see the argument because sitting is one of the worst things because people do too much of it. And heaven knows they've done too much of it during the pandemic. It's been an incredible amount of, of sitting and sedentary behavior and lack of exercise during the past year. People who used to be very active and moving around and doing stuff just haven't been. And so if you can if you can move more, you're going to be much better off. Sitting too much can have negative effects on your health, can increase your overall mortality. It increases your weight. That increases your blood sugar. That increases your blood pressure and all kinds of bad things. It's just not a great idea. So if you have a desk job, and you're working at home or you're working at work, it doesn't really matter. I, I encourage people all the time, 
Two, if you get a phone call, stand up and take the phone call. If you're on a Zoom meeting, you can stand up and be on a Zoom meeting. I've seen some programs that will allow the camera to follow you as you move. These are all great ideas. And I, I can tell you right now, if people moved during Zoom meetings in 2020, the number of Zoom meetings there were, people would be a whole lot better off. So sit less and move more. Cut back on sweetened beverages. Now, I will tell you straight up that in my life, I have, for most of my life, been a sweet tea drinker till about six years ago. And I was, until six years ago, drinking about a gallon of sweet tea a day. Peggy would make about that much, and she pretty much made it every day. And from the time I got home to the time I went to bed, I was slugging down sweet tea, and I'd have three glasses at lunch and so forth and so on. I drank a lot of sweet tea. I'm a Southern boy. That's spelled R-E-D-N-E-C-K. And we love our sweet tea. So until about six years ago, that's what I drank. And then I started drinking artificially sweetened tea about six years ago. And there are advantages to not having all that sugar because there's no question, as I mentioned earlier, it's a horrible inflammatory agent. But cutting back on the sweetened beverages, whether it's sweet tea or Coke and that kind of thing or not, it can really show a decrease in obesity, fatty liver, which is a huge problem, heart disease, insulin resistance, cavities, cavities in kids and in adults. So if you're, if you're drinking sweetened beverages, look for something else. Now, I did, like I said, I went from sweetened to artificially sweetened. And I was making an effort to eat less sugar and less sugary foods. But because I was drinking artificially sweetened drinks, I found that I always still craved sugar. And so eventually, and this wasn't long ago, might have been a year ago, I stopped drinking artificially sweetened drinks and I started drinking unsweetened tea. I'm not a water drinker. I like something to have some flavor, apparently, even if it's a terrible flavor. And so I'll drink unsweetened tea and I've gotten to that. That's not to say that I've lost my desire for sweets because heaven knows I haven't. But I do think that it's better and, and it's a lot better for you as an individual to drink something that's not sweetened with sugar. I did a podcast on this one, and I'll probably do another one at some point, but get more quality sleep. That's a great resolution. Try to get more quality sleep. And it's not just about sleep. It's about quality sleep, so that's important. Sleep's an essential part of your health. And sleep deprivation leads to some serious consequences. I mean, lack of sleep can increase your risk of weight gain, heart disease, depression. I did a show on sleep apnea, which is related, and it leads to the same things, but there are a lot of reasons why people don't get enough sleep. You know, certainly stress is one of them. Having too much on your mind is one of them. Just not making a good plan for sleep, not having good sleep hygiene is, is a big reason. So it's important that you do things like decreasing your screen time within the few hours before you go to bed, reducing that light pollution in your bedroom. You know, if it's not a, a good environment to sleep in, sometimes it's difficult. Cut back on caffeine. You know, I mentioned the sweet tea and the and unsweetened tea. Uh, if you do that, make the change to decaffeinated. Get in bed at a reasonable hour and give yourself a chance 
to get some quality sleep. And if you do that, you're going to be a lot better off. You're going to prevent a lot of problems and you're going to stop a lot of problems as well. Another great resolution for people, I think, would be to find a physical activity that you enjoy. And eating is not one. You can't pick that. But if you find a physical activity that you do like, then you're a lot more likely to do it consistently. You're a lot more likely to do it throughout the year and ongoing. And so you're a lot more likely to get benefit from it. I mean, every year, Lord, you can't count the number of people that get memberships to gyms and workout studios because it's the new year and they're trying to do better. And those people start off with a bang to start off really strong, but most of them don't turn that into a real habit. They don't get to where they're doing that in the long run. But if you can find something you enjoy, it's not really like working out. It's like going and having fun. So if you like to play tennis, do that. If you like to play racquetball, do that. If you like to walk, do that. If you like to run and you're not over 40, do that. And I'm sure I'll get calls and emails about why you don't run after 40. But if you're over 40, too old to run, bottom line. But you can increase the chances of making this resolution stick if it's something that you enjoy. And you also have to make it fit your schedule. That's important, too. I tell people all the time, I had a conversation this morning with a guy. He's my size, which you know means he's too big. And he needs to exercise. I said, just walk four days a week for 30 minutes. Just leave your house, walk 15 minutes away from home, turn around and go home. You can't just go around the block because if you go around the block the second time around, you're going to think, I really need to go inside and do this, that, or the other. And it hadn't been 30 minutes, so you walk 15 minutes away. If you walk 15 minutes away from home, you're going to walk 15 more so you can get home. And no, you can't call your wife and say, come pick me up. I'm so-and-so down the street. You walk 15 away, you turn around, you go home. And over time, you'll get farther and farther away and you'll get better at it and you'll feel better. But if you do that kind of thing, if that's something you enjoy, that's a great form of exercise. Another resolution that I think is a good idea is one that really looks at your mental self. Take more me time and practice some self-care. So taking time for yourself, not selfish. In fact, it makes everybody's life around you better, probably. It's imperative for the, the better health and for well-being. It's especially true if you're a caretaker. If there's someone you're taking care of, like your parents, or if you're a healthcare worker. You need to find some time for yourself. Heaven knows healthcare workers and really caregivers of others in the last year, especially have not had that kind of time. But if you can find some time for yourself, it's going to reduce your overall stress and it's going to make things better for you. People with busy schedules obviously have limited time. I think everybody on the planet has limited time. So making a resolution to do this kind of thing might not be easy. It might take some real planning, but it's well worth the time it'll take. And, you know, self-care doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but if you can find time to, to take a yoga class or fix a nice meal for yourself, a healthy meal for yourself, go take a walk up to uh, Indian seats here in, in coming or get a little extra sleep. Even If you do any of those things, you're going to be healthier. You're going to be better off. So I think that's a good idea. One thing people have already done in 2020 which is a good resolution to continue after the pandemic is cook more meals at home. People certainly have been eating more at home um, than they have in the past during the pandemic. I don't think there's any question all about that. 
And in some ways, that's good. A lot of people have lost some weight because of that. And that's that's really, really good. But research shows that people that cook at home have better diet quality and less body fat than people that eat on the go, people that eat out. There was a study here that that showed that out of 11,000 people who ate five or more home-cooked meals a week, they were 28% less likely to be overweight compared to those that ate only three or less home-cooked meals a week. Now, if your wife's a great cook like mine is, and you're a great eater like I am, that can be dangerous. So you have to be careful. But if if you're being smart, if you're really trying to do better, and you cook at home, you're going to find that you're healthier. I mentioned the Indian seats a minute ago, and that's a, a place at the top of Sawney Mountain here in Cumming, Georgia, where I am. And uh, it's quite a trek up to Indian seats. I've not finished that trek. I will admit to having started it once a few years ago and didn't get there, but I'm hoping to at some point. But if you spend more time outside, whether it's somewhere like climbing Sawney Mountain or it's doing anything, walking the green way, it doesn't matter. But if you'll do that, I think you'll find that you're healthier. It relieves stress. It elevates your mood. It lowers your blood pressure. There are all kinds of good things about that and good reasons for you to be outside more. Another good reason to be outside more is that you're less likely to contact COVID-19 if you're outside more. If you're inside, you're more likely to contact this virus. So make a resolution to try to spend more time outside every day that you can. It's wintertime. It's going to be too cold sometimes. But when you can, try to do that. Go outside at lunch. You don't have to do anything special. Just go outside and walk around a little bit at lunch. Any activity like that is going to help you. When I was talking about um, sleeping better, I mentioned reducing your screen time before the time when you go to bed. And limiting screen time is an important thing for your overall health. Many people, all of us probably, depend on their phones for work and entertainment. But if you spend too much time on these devices, it can easily lead to episodes of depression and anxiety and and certainly loneliness. Because sometimes some people get so attached to those screens that they're just not interacting with others. So that's not a good thing. That's not a good idea. So certainly for your children when you can and where you can limit that screen time. Now, if they're on the computer for school, which a lot of them are right now, that's understandable. But try to find something else they can do other than be on a computer when they're not in class. Everybody's too busy. And I tell someone every day that they're trying to do too much for too many people in too short a period of time with too few resources. And that's one of the best paths I've seen to stress and anxiety and depression and having trouble with that to the point that you might need medication. And one of the things that happens because people are too busy, basically, is people rely too much on convenience foods, foods you could just grab and go. And I kind of mentioned that earlier about home cooked meals, but people will rely way too much on chips and cookies and frozen dinners and fast food and that kind of thing. So you have to understand that frequent fast food intake is associated with an overall poor diet, which is obviously associated with obesity and all the other problems we've been talking about, heart disease, diabetes, blood pressure, all kinds of things. So make a resolution to 
partake in less of these kinds of things. And unfortunately, Heath bars are a convenience food. So I've got to work on that as well. If you're dieting, either try to find a diet that you can, in fact, stay with or don't. Because chronic dieting is harmful to your physical and your mental health. So a good resolution would be get off this seesaw of dieting and stopping and dieting and stopping. Because I can promise you that if you're a 66-year-old male and you lose 40 pounds in November of, 2020, of 2019, you're very likely to gain 50 of that back before the beginning of 2021. Because chronic dieting ruins your metabolism. It's terrible for you. It's the easiest way there is to gain more than you lost. And there's just nothing good about that. So I encourage you, if you can, to not do that. Find something you can either do and be happy with or don't do that. I really do appreciate everyone listening to these podcasts. I'm amazed every week at the number of people that either tell me that they did listen to the podcast or they were going to or they have in the past or they might ask a question about something that I brought up in a podcast. And it's been incredibly rewarding for me. And I'm excited to be able to continue this as Mara Family Medicine becomes and is now a member of Village Medical. So I'm going to be able to keep doing this. I'm excited about that. It's been a, a great experience for me. I do want to remind people that while we're still in the midst of this pandemic, our practice is seeing sick patients in the Milton location. We're doing COVID testing on site with the rapid test. We have two of the Abbott ID Now machines, so you can get an answer in 20 minutes. Uh, we've, we've used that test. We've sent tests off to Quest on the same patient to compare, and we've, we're not getting false negatives. We're not getting false positives. It's a very good test, and we're happy with it, and it's right here ready for you in our Milton, Georgia location. We are seeing well patients in the coming location. That's anyone who has um, the need for refills, physicals, who needs a blood pressure check, a sprained ankle, anything that couldn't be construed as possibly having a relation to COVID-19. We are seeing them in the coming location. Uh, we're still seeing people within 24 hours of calling, pretty much same day in most cases. Uh, sometimes we're unable to do that, but within 24 hours of calling, we can get people in. And I think that's the way it should be. So we're doing what we can still to bring care back to healthcare. We're going to continue doing that. Um, my entire staff is here just as they, as they were before this event with Village Medical. I don't want people thinking we're going anywhere. I'm certainly not. My providers are not. My staff is not. When you come in the door, you'll see the same people you've always seen, meet the same people you've always met. Uh, eventually, the name will change. They're not in a hurry about that. And I'm glad for that. And so if you have a concern, please give us a call. We want to be there to help you. So I've got a few more resolutions that I think are pretty good ideas for people. Uh, one is add more produce to your diet. So now while you're shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, spend some time in the produce section. You know, even I enjoy a good banana as a snack when I'm trying to eat a little less or an apple. Uh, you know, I like apples because they're crunchy and it takes a little while to eat them and they're sweet and it's not, they're not sweetened with Dixie crystal sugar. So that's a good thing for me. 
So if you eat more produce, you're going to find that you're better off. Google ways to broil or bake produce. Uh, You'd be amazed at how you can season produce and have it taste ridiculously good. And you won't even realize that you're being healthier because it tastes so very good. So try to do that as well. Alcohol can be a problem. So I'm not saying that for your New Year's resolution, it should be to not drink alcohol, but certainly try to moderate that. I think if we all did everything in moderation, we'd be much better off. But if you're drinking more than 14 drinks a week, you need to cut back. And that's a a good thing to do for a New Year's resolution. It's something you can do long term, I think. And if you think about 14 drinks, that's pretty much. I mean, a shot of liquor, a can of beer, or a glass of wine, like a restaurant pour, a five-ounce glass of wine, those are all one drink each. Shot of of bourbon. I don't know why I would pick bourbon. I don't know why anybody would say that. But a shot of alcohol, a can of beer, or a glass of wine, each of those is one. If you have less than 14 of those a week, is probably not going to have a bad impact on your health. A lot of people drink a six pack a night and they have forever. And they'll tell me, well, it hadn't, hadn't affected me. Well, no, you're 32. It hasn't affected you. If you're still doing this at 52, you're going to have more problems than you can shake a stick at. So don't drink that much. Cut back on alcohol. And I think you'll find that it's, it's very beneficial for you. One that I like that people aren't doing really much right now, but I think we will be with the vaccine becoming available, is take a vacation. Go off somewhere. Take your loved one and go on a vacation. Don't have to be long. Just has to be somewhere where it's not working. It's not home. That's a vacation. Even a short one can have significant positive effects on your stress level and enhance your well-being. So make a resolution to take a vacation with friends or family or even on your own. You can easily do that on your own, whether you, whether you travel somewhere you've always wanted to go or simply a, a, a very simple place that, that you've been many times. You're going to benefit from the mental effects of not being in the same place, not doing the same things that you were doing before. So I think that's a great idea. Try a new hobby. I'm trying a new hobby and I'm, probably going to need blood pressure medicine because of it. But I'm trying a new hobby because for my birthday last year, uh, Peggy got me a CNC router, a computer-controlled router. And it only took me about eight weeks to put it together. And once I got it put together, I was thrilled to death. And unfortunately, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to use it and create something. And I've made a few things. But it's so much fun to get out there and try to create something. And I love the the potential of this. And of course, it's a learning process. But this is something that's going to be an awful lot of fun for me. I've enjoyed word working my whole life. And this kind of thing really takes it to another level. So if you don't have a hobby, look for one. Try to find one. See what your friends are doing. And whether it's fishing or playing golf or doing woodworking or anything, you know, yard work even is a great hobby. It's certainly great exercise. Try to find a hobby. Research has shown that partaking in a hobby you love can help you live a longer, healthier life. Research, that's not just people that say it. That's some some facts to back it up. And so if you're able to and you can, find something new to do. 
And I think the first thing you'll notice is the mental aspect of it is very good for you. And also, if it's a physical hobby like yard work, I think you can really benefit from that as well. Take care of your teeth. That's something a lot of people take for granted. And, and a lot of people always have taken for granted. But your teeth are incredibly important to your overall health. One of the number one causes of pneumonia is bad teeth. And so if you're, if you're not taking good care of your teeth, start. If you're not seeing a dentist with some regularity, do that. Make that a New Year's resolution. Ask your friends, who's your dentist? Who's your dentist? And find somebody you can go to that you like, and you can let them take care of your teeth for you. It takes very little time out of your life to do that, and it's a very important thing to do. It'll really improve your overall health. So the bottom line is, most resolutions are only kept for a very short period, probably less than a month. But these things we've talked about, these are sustainable ways that you can improve your physical and emotional health and continue for a very long time, possibly through your entire life. But if you create a better relationship, a healthier relationship with your food and taking better care of your body and mind, you're going to be better off. I think that's the running theme that I'm talking about today is if you have a better relationship with your diet and your food, you're going to have a much healthier life. And I hope that everybody has an incredibly successful, healthy, safe 2021. I appreciate you taking that ride of 2021 with me on these podcasts every month. Jonas, what I got for better resolutions that was quite a list. Um, I think one of the things that people have this pandemic, I mean, this pandemic's taught us a lot, but one of the things is not uh, taking better care of our mental health. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen a huge increase in patients with anxiety and depression in the last year. And we already saw a lot. But now even more, I don't think any question about that. And so many very good, valid reasons for it, but still problems that you have to address and help people get through. So do you have any um, uh, special, it sounds like this word you have around diet, I'll say it this way, um, really relate to more habit and consistency as opposed to a particular diet? Yes. As far as trying to lose weight, I don't care what you do. If you do it regularly and you stick with it, you're probably going to lose weight. Mm. You know, whether it's Weight Watchers, um, you know, my favorite is just to tell people to eat less food. And that's easy to say and hard to do. But if you do it consistently, you're going to lose weight. You know, I'm not a fan of the ones that you have to pay for the food, like Jenny Craig and Nutrisystems. I bought a month worth of Nutrisystem one time and two weeks later, I didn't have any food left. But buying the food from them just really limits your choices considerably. But if you're smart, if you do the thing I'm talking about, about staying out of the aisles in the grocery store, I mean, all the foods that people crave are in the aisles on the grocery store or the ingredients to make the foods that people crave are in the aisles at the grocery store. So if you do your best to not get down those aisles where the Oreos are, like I mentioned, where the ice cream is, 
then you're going to be better off. Now, that takes an unbelievable amount of willpower because it's not easy to walk past that and not go down there and grab a bag. I can promise you. But if you do that, you're going to be better off. And anything, like you said, that you do on a consistent basis that's healthier than what you've been doing, you're going to lose weight. I think you got a good list here. So I'm, I'm going to check out where I stand on all this. Yeah. I'm going to email you the one I need you to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you'd already been doing that all along. <laughs> I'm going to send you more emails about the, the resolution. I think you need to follow. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm excited to say that on our next podcast in two weeks, uh, I'm going to, have um, the COO of Village Medical with us. So we'll be able to talk about what this change with Mara Family Medicine means and how it can benefit people, how it can help you be healthier and and uh, how it can really increase the quality of your life just by being a patient of ours. We're going to have a lot of services we can offer people that we haven't in the past. So I'm excited about that. Andy Thompson, the COO of Village Medical, will be with us in two weeks. That's cool. Looking forward to it. Me too. And for now, that is to your health. 